Ah, you can go ahead. All right. Mic check, mic check. Morning Masters podcast shows main, of course. Across me, I got a special guest, Miss Destiny. Barnett. How you doing? Okay, oh, Barnett, I'm sorry. How you doing? No, it's fine. Uh, typically, I let the guests introduce themselves. So mm-hmm. I want you to kind of just uh, give us your, your name. You gave us your full name already. Give us your name. Tell us what you do. And, um, you know, tell us about yourself real quick. Okay. So my name is Destiny Barnett. I'm originally from Athens, Georgia, for those of you who do not know. that's Where is the, that? Where UGA is. So, you know, yeah, that's pretty team. much, yeah. I kind of explained it like that because no one, outside of that, no one will know where Athens is. Go dogs. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. So, I'm from Athens. Um, I graduated from Payne College in 2016. So, that's how I ended up here in Augusta. Okay. Um, I currently work for, like, a major retailer doing staffing and scheduling. Okay. Um, that was a great answer. I told you it's going to be a great interview ready because I could tell you on point. What I do want to say real quick is also uh, I got my guy, Love You Jace, behind the camera. This is the first time he, he's really officially doing this. You know, he's doing multiple things at one time. So, he got his hat here. Just to have him in the scene because he can't be here right now. So he's behind the camera, they're working things out. So that's cool. Yeah, I, I was wondering what the hat was for. Yeah, I know. I yeah, like that. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, shout Talking out to my boy. hat. There we go. And he got a mic. You can say, okay, there you go. That's him laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's cool. We tried to be quiet. That's him laughing. Um, but yeah, so essentially, I, I want to ask you some questions about just before we get into the meat and potatoes. So you went to pain, right? Uh, what'd, you, what'd you major in? Um, mass communications with emphasis in public relations. But you, you don't work in that. You're not in that field right now. No, I'm not. What's the reason behind it? Like, why? Why didn't you? Why? Why? Why didn't you try to do that? So I've actually. I was just talking to somebody about this recently. Like, I don't know how many people out there actually did this, but I majored in something, and then once I graduated, I was like, hmm, I don't think I'm ready to actually start working in that field. So I kind of psyched myself out more than anything. Right. Like, I didn't even give myself the opportunity to get shut down. I was, like, so nervous. I was like, I'm not even going to apply for anything in that field. I applied, with, I applied for jobs that I felt most comfortable and safe in. Well, I, I know you outside of this, so I can ask these kind of questions. But at, at Payne, you did do some kind of radio show. Right. Like you did tell me that, that you have you got a background in that though, right? I do. So like tell me about that. Like what was the show about? Like tell me a little about that. So it's the student center. It was like um, a couple of students from Payne, a couple of students from AU, um, some students from USC Aiken. And we basically came together um, once a week. Like I think we did it on Saturday mornings. It was a while ago, so sorry. But we did it on Saturday mornings, and we talked about things that students would deal with. So we talked about sports, um, what else? Just current events, um, and then just uh, topics, you know, that students would be interested in. So it all kind of relative to the students and student lifestyle. Right, much. so it's called a student center. Gotcha. So, you gotcha. know, in the student center, conversation naturally just flows. So we kind of throw some hot topics out there and then just start talking about them. Well, let me ask you this then, since you kind of got a background in that, like, as far as all the shows y'all did, like, what was your favorite one? <laughs> What's funny about it? Because I thought I told you this before. Well, I, 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 yeah, that's what we're doing. That's, that's kind of how yeah. this works. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm going mean, to okay, allude to some things and then some things I kind of know. Gotcha. Thank you. Your shirt is pretty, by the way. Great. Thank you. Cut it up this morning. So, yeah. Um, I don't really. Let me see. My most favorite show. 
Were y'all, y'all, y'all was good at doing this? Like, y'all had chemistry and stuff like that, too? Yeah, it naturally flowed, um, surprisingly, because we all came from, like, different backgrounds. We all had different personalities, but at the end of the day, and different, like, thoughts and opinions on things. So that was crazy, especially, like, some of the guys, they were, like, of course, versus the girls. That's how it would always end up being most of the time. Gotcha. Like the females versus the males, just how things, even at such a young age then, it's just, like, the chemistry was good. But the things that we would disagree on would be amazing. Like, yeah. Well, I always say, like, when you when you podcast and when you got a show going on, I, I mean, the word now is podcasting, but back then it probably was show. Right. Podcasting just came out. I want to say that I was the first person doing it, but it's not a big deal. Um, but, you know. When did I, you start podcasting? 2016. Yeah. Maybe. I'm like that. Yeah, it's all good. No big deal. But, um. I will say that for real. When I when I did start, everybody had their show or radio behind their name. Then when I right. started, you start seeing podcasts. I'm like, what changed? And last five months right just me but um what i will say is in conversation i do find that when you when you disagree with somebody that makes for better uh material sometimes or rather right better content when you when you when you try to put that out and right. listen and engage and stuff like that too so a lot of time when i'm and i got jason i will personally not agree with him for that reason just do how you I am. try to do it all the time yeah I'm a, but I'm good at that. I can I can talk to somebody and like disagree with you and and still win the argument or you know like you know you know. So this. when you know, so when you're trying to argue with somebody, are you purposely trying to still win? Like, do you honestly go into it? Because I think the thing that made it come more natural for us is because you would kind of like because you're black, I'm black. Sometimes when you have conversation, you think that oh well he's gonna have the same view as I do. Got you. Um, so I wasn't honestly looking to always win the conversation, but it would be like crazy how even with us being so much alike, we, mm-hmm. our views on different things, you know, gotcha. was far. No, I can understand that. And, and like in the beginning of the podcast, when I'm, when I'm talking to somebody, naturally I'm trying to get you to get, get comfortable and just right. be free. So you got that down pat. So like my next question would be like, so we both black, right? And so we both agree and don't agree on certain things, right? I think we are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like... If I'm asking you, you black, you a woman. I'm pretty sure you, you deal with this kind of stuff. How long you think it takes to make spaghetti? <laughs> <laughs> if you had, if you had, <laughs> am I being punked? No, no. Am I, like for me, nat- me naturally, naturally, I think it takes about 45 minutes to an hour just to prepare it. Like, what you, what, what do you, what do you, what do you think? <laughs> Why do you think that making spaghetti takes so long? I think you need love, you know. I think spaghetti need love, and you gotta make the meatball. You gotta cut the stuff up. You gotta put the seasoning. You gotta cook the sauce a certain way. You can't just fast cook it. Can't put it on high. It gotta be like on medium. So you gotta slow cook. You gotta cook the noodles. Well, to me, spaghetti is like a quick meal. So it's one of those lazy type meals. Like I see a lot of people post. So I feel like a lot of people kind of agree with me. Like you know, About the lazy a lot part? of yeah, because like a lot of men say like, oh, don't get like a spaghetti pasta type chick, because it's a quick, easy meal. Unless like. You know, she's like Italian and like actually making noodles and doing, like you said, meatballs and all of that. To me, it's basic: little onion, bell pepper, ground beef, ragu, prego, ragu, prego, ragu, Definitely whatever prego. sauce. Okay, so are you? But no, I'm, I'm, I'm disagreeing with you. See how this working now? Like, right, yeah. I do. I get it. But are you doing it on purpose? Yes, yes. But why? Just like doing that sometimes. Yeah, that's just but, being a butthole. Nah, but 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 I think that me and you had plenty of conversation about like spaghetti and stuff like that. So I, I always wanted to get that on camera. I knew when I got you here, I knew that was one thing I had to ask you about the spaghetti. You don't but have now, to get that on camera. Now that you now that you uh, are comfortable and stuff like that, we can definitely get into it. So I know earlier you said you you work for a Fortune 500 company. 
I do. Okay, so naturally, when I ask you about like, why you're not doing what's in your degree, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people like that. I'm the same way. I got a degree in criminal justice, but I never did nothing in it. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, you start working for these companies, they're paying you so much, it's like, well, I'm getting paid more than I would have got paid in my job anyway. Right. So I'm doing that. So naturally, that that's fine. And for what you do, and the reason why I kind of wanted you to on this podcast doing stuff like this, because on a day-to-day basis, you deal with all these kind of questions that I'm going to have every day. Like, right. it's, a, it's a normal day for you. Mm-hmm. Interviews, um, just the hiring process, um, how to get picked for a job, how to not get, how to mess the job up, you know what I'm saying? Like, all that stuff, management, these are all the things you deal with on a day-to-day basis. So, um, the first thing I want to ask is, do you, how, how much do you think COVID affected, has affected um, the normalcy of this interview style um, Fortune 500 or just any companies with uh, getting workers and getting, I guess, people that just know what they do and want to work rather. Like, how do you think that affected that economy? Um, <clears throat> so when we're looking at it from a company standpoint, um, it has affected us tremendously in a, I would say, a negative way. Um, it is very difficult to fill some of the roles that we normally would not have an issue with. Um, I know with my location in particular, we never struggled with getting people in there. That's one thing that we really pride ourselves on. Like, we say we're doing a hiring event, we have 160, that's the minimum of people that are going to show up. Mm. Right now, we're pretty much begging people to come in and want to work. It's really hard finding great help right now. Um, A lot of the younger kids are pretty much dominating the workforce right now because they are the ones who are actually going out and applying and trying to get the jobs. Um, When you look at it from a candidate standpoint, I feel like it's very positive because so many companies are hiring. It's the best time to just put yourself out there, get in for an interview. Companies that you probably would have never thought like, oh, I don't even qualify for this type of position. They're calling candidates left and right. So I feel like it's a great time to build upon that experience just with the interviewing. With so and I, I work at, I work at the company you work at too. So a lot of the stuff we have is in common. I think I seen it kind of before COVID though. Like I noticed that you said like the young kids dominate, but it's also very different now. Is like they'll come in and to me they just not they don't look like they're ready to work. They're not like coming coming forward rather. Mm-hmm. I remember like I would say I'm gonna say back in the day it's gonna sound old, but like you would dress up for the mm-hmm. for the for the job or you would just wear presentable. I see them coming basketball shorts now. You know like flip flops. But the like how the world is going now, like that's that's your that's the, that's what you gotta pick from. Right. So and I feel like because the pickings are slim to none, the options are slim to slim to none, um, it makes it easier for someone to come in dressed like that and still get the job with slides on, um, a do rag, you know. Basketball shorts, sweatpants. No one takes it serious anymore. And because people are needing to fill those spots, no one is actually telling them, like, hi, you know, you don't present yourself like this in an interview. Because people are not really looking to teach right now. They're kind of just looking to fill those spots, get those numbers, and meet the quota that they're trying to meet. So, Well, I was going to ask you that. I was going to ask you, like, do you think that companies, I mean, by now, they already got their standard, like, just pick whatever you we pick and we'll just filter through. I'm hearing that word, like, filter through. So, like, they want to hire, bring them in. If they don't work, I send them out, whatever. But I think that just places devalue on a company as far as your standards, whether it's customer service or whatever standards you have as a company. Like, do you, in your position, right? Let me ask you this. In your position, how do you deal with, like, mandating policies that you don't agree with? 
I feel that as long as it doesn't really affect me or go against my morals or values, um, it's not my company. So at the end of the day, I kind of know what I signed up. Well, I know what I signed up for. Um, everything that you know rolls out, I'm not going to agree with it. Um, but it's a job at the end of the day. Um, when it is my company, I will be able to set those policies and procedures and guidelines so to match the things that I would like. Um, right now, as long as it doesn't go against anything, like I said, my values or my morals or anything like that, I'm pretty fine with it. I just kind of pick and choose my battles. This is a sidebar because you said something like, I know a lot of people now, like, everybody don't want to work. So everybody like, now I'm going to do my own business. I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to do my own right. thing. Like, take COVID out of it. Do you think that also is another thing that's hindering a lot of companies from hiring or getting good candidates is the fact that people don't want to work for nobody? Oh, let's see. Because <clears throat> I see a lot of people, like, and I'm, I'm asking this. We know, we know a lot of the same people, too, but I'm asking this on the, on a, on a grand spectrum of, like, I'll see people that got a salary job, maybe making 70, 80K, but they want to stop. They'll, they'll, they'll stop because of whatever's going on, and they'll go into business for themselves. But they're making the same amount of money, I don't know, but I've seen the number of people that's doing that is rising now. Normally, them jobs, like, you, people retire out of them jobs. Right. But now they're just dropping them. Like, I did for myself. Right. So, um, a lot of it has to do with, I feel like, the generation that we're in, the time that we are in, um, social media. Um, a lot of people are seeing people Definitely start off media. right, start <laughs> off businesses, and they're not showing like all the work and the hard work they had to put into <laughs> it. And of course, they're only posting the good things. Right. So when you're speaking to someone who's always had a dream of starting their own company, they're not looking at oh well, they took two years, you know, like ten years they were still working for their you know another employer and still doing their side hustle or whatever. They're just thinking like, oh, that's fast money. They did it. I can do it. Right. Um, which is a good thing. Because I do feel like, you know, entrepreneurship, ownership is something that everyone should strive towards. Um, but, yeah, I definitely think that social media has played had a huge impact on that. I think I had this conversation with somebody. It might have been slim. I'm not sure. But I, I, I told him, I said, because I owned a company before when I was younger. And I, I feel like if I knew what I knew now, I would have succeeded with that company. Mm-hmm. And I feel like sometimes working for a company and you start, like, seeing their policies or learning the do's and don'ts of what they should have, you know, because everybody mm-hmm. got their own thing. Like, I wouldn't do that. The company's stupid. I wouldn't do that. So, like, you kind of learn a lot about whether it's managing or um, P&L statements or just reading, um, just kind of anything, anything company-driven, you kind of learn, on, like, firsthand with them companies. And I think that when you decide to start your own, you kind of know what you do and what you don't want to do at that right. point. So, I, would, I mean, I'm not saying I'm not for it, but I would definitely say, like, do your research first. Don't just jump in there. Right. You, you're kind of bound to fail because it's, it's a lot of statistics that are not talked about. So when you first start a company, you're not going to make money in the first by two years, they say. Are you ready for that? I know I can't do that right now. Like, I'm not in a position to not make money for two years. I'm sorry. I just, right. I just can't do it. But everybody's different. So I just, I just wanted to know, like, I guess in, in your position, where you, uh, where you at now just in that company, do you feel like do you feel like it's going to get better anytime soon? Or do you feel like COVID has really like stopped that? Stopped us from getting like any kind of good candidates for a long time? Ooh. Um, for right now, I, I think it's something. I would say COVID has kind of, I wouldn't say stopped it, because you still kind of get some here and there. Um, but COVID has had a delay on, made a delay on a lot of things. So I'm not sure how long the whole pandemic will last, because 
technically speaking, we're still in a pandemic. Um, so I'm not sure how long the effects will have on our company. Um, yeah, I'm not too sure. But I, I definitely don't think it's something that will be stopping soon, if that would answer your question. No. I give it another one to two years. Well, aside from the other stuff, I want to ask some interview questions later on. I want to ask that. But I want to ask more about the business side of things. We still good on time, one? What are we at, 19? Can I, doing a good job. can I switch with my um, seating just a little bit? Yeah, sure. Okay, Why not? You can do anything <laughs> so you want to do. This is gotcha. great stuff. All right. Make sure you're talking okay. to the microphone, though. Gotcha. Okay? Put it right there. I watch your breakfast club. There you go. Yeah. All right. Speaking to the mic. Yes. Right, let me ask you this though. Do you like because you in a company? I want to ask more about like management, just the inside of the business, right? Okay. Um, do you think that um, on a scale of one to ten, where you rate morale at as far as like the company succeeding and morale going hand in hand? Like, where do you? Ten. So you think that morale has to be high for the company to succeed? I definitely do. When you, the morale is better, I've seen it um, at my current company. When the morale is good, okay, let me say that. Back. <laughs> <laughs> let me say this. It didn't always, right? It didn't always, it didn't always go hand in hand because sometimes the morale can be good and business can still suck. However, I do think it's more pleasant when the morale is better because people are um, more likely to show up to work, more likely to show up on time, more mm -hmm. likely to give their all versus when the morale is not bad. You're going to have a lot of call outs, a lot of people not showing up on time, a lot of people, the turnover rate starts to increase. So things like that help. Um, maybe when you're looking at numbers and everything, it may not show too much of a difference. But morale, when you're thinking about your associates and what you want to gain from them, um, they're more likely to give more when the morale is better. Well, let me ask you this, because you've been, you've been with the same company uh, pre-COVID, and I would say post, but it's no post-COVID right now. Right. Um, what has changed for you, to, to you? And I'm not, I'm not talking about, like, don't think about, like, individual people or nothing like that. I'm right. talking about just, like, on a grand scheme of things, other companies or similar stores like us. What has changed um, since, I guess, pre-COVID? Um, I would say the, I would say the, almost the, um, I guess the emotions of people have changed a lot. Um, you have some people who are more empathetic to what's going on. Mm -hmm. You have some people who are, um, who constantly look hey, at the numbers. Write that word down, empathetic, please. I want to look that up later. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Was that wrong? Did I no, I like no. Word? You use the right word. I, I oh. like the word. Oh. I'm being dead serious. I like the oh, word. Oh, okay. I was like, Dorian, <laughs> no, did I, I use the wrong word? I, I, like, I, I, what I, would, the heck? I, I wouldn't say that. I swear to God, I wouldn't do that. We got, we got I was like, it's like, okay. Well, yeah. You have some people who <laughs> <laughs> you have some people who are more empathetic to what's going on, um, and that's just basically saying I could put myself in your shoes. So I gotcha, know, like, gotcha, gotcha. if you have a family of. Empathy is basically just empathy. Um, if you have three kids and one of your kids have COVID, I know that it's going to be more difficult for you because now you have to also take into consideration the other two kids right, as well right. as you. And then you have some people, and maybe I don't have kids, but I can put myself in your shoes and say, well, what can I do as a leader um, to make sure that he feels better? And then you have those leaders who will say, 
well, shoot, business still has to go on. So I think sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, honestly, it probably was always there, but COVID has brought um, more awareness Especially to me, I feel I'm not sure about other people, but I, I feel like it's. Do you see? I think that when it first started, I think it was a lot of empathy there. I was, I know what the word meant. I was just joking. I was trying to make for the thing, but it's like, I think a lot of empathy there. And uh, yo, Destiny's funny, bro. Yeah, I like Destiny. She's funny. <laughs> a lot of empathy there. But I think as time went on, it started to get frustrating for a lot of people. Now I'm talking about just all across the world, because I'm assuming that companies higher up are still wanting the same standards. Mm-hmm. So here you have COVID, you short-staffed, got people calling out, okay, but it still look like crap. So fix it or you're getting fired. Right. So now the fire on that one person, then it goes down to the next person, it goes down. And I think that the more and more it go down, the morale is leaving also because now you feel like person A, who might, who might be the head in charge, like don't care about you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then I guess from there, you start feeling like this person don't care about you because like all like whether whether it's management, whether it's just people in the store, people might not be checking on you. There's a lot of stuff that probably things used away the way things used to go aren't going that way no more. So you only left with your thoughts and you start to feel like oh, I guess this person don't rock with me or this person, you know, just stuff like that. And I think that when you work in a place, most times like when you're working somewhere, right, and you got you working eight hours, ten hours, typically y'all become really close, like like a family because you there more than you home. Right. So by naturally, you just feel like I don't know. You have you have different emotions with coworkers than you gonna have with outside of work. And I think that oh, like everybody I talk to, whether it's where I work at, whether it's other companies, they all go through the same thing right now. It's like they they more upset that higher ups in companies, not people that work in the store, just you know people that make the rules, aren't being empathetic to the right. fact that this is going on, or they feel like business must go on still. Right. I definitely feel. I see it on both sides. So I could definitely see where some companies have um, basically supported as much as they possibly could. So whether if it was given like help or assistance doing or paid time off even, because a lot of companies aren't doing that. So um, paid time off or just random bonuses um, that are coming down. I feel like that's a good thing, but I also see myself in their shoes, especially I had to tell a lot of people this um, at my current place of employment. It's a pandemic. Something, it dropped. So COVID came. No one knew what it was. No one really, you know, it just all of a sudden took over the entire world. Um, What would you do? If it was your company, how would you handle it? So I also feel that as much, we have to give people grace. So when you want someone to understand your situation and what you have gone on, you also have to put yourself in their shoes. Well, does my CEO, you know, know what's going on? Does he know when this is going to end? Does he know how to prepare for a pandemic? Did he ever think that he would be living during a pandemic? He or she would be living during a pandemic? So all of those type of questions, I feel like we have to give each other grace. No one really knows what's going on. Um, And by giving each other grace, I feel that the morale will continue to thrive. I like that. That's a, that's a that's a dope perspective too. I think that uh, naturally nobody gonna want to think like that. They just me me me. You know what I'm right. saying? Um, and then you never know. They they feel like cause somebody high up, they good. They make an XYZ, so they good. Right. But that person has a family too. Exactly. They exposed to it just as much as you most likely. So I definitely could see that. And then I think like you said, the pandemic. So I know for a company I work for, that first year they just gave out money like it was crazy. Like you know, to, whether it was a stay or. I guess to make up for not paying hazard pay or whatever, it just was money you was getting, right? But I also feel like 
they too thought at, at some point it was going to stop. Mm-hmm. So the fact that it's not stopping, everybody like, okay, damn, well, we, we didn't try to do this. Right. So now it's like you kind of drawing back. And business was still is still going. Like most companies are making more money in the pandemic than they ever made. Definitely. Mainly because of the thing we just talked about, people starting their own businesses. So you got landscaping, people doing this, doing that. And now they shop at a, a lot of stores that they probably didn't know when shop at. Right. So I definitely feel like... um. You got to get both sides of it. For your role, though, right? Like, in your role, like, you've been in it for, I don't know, two, three years now, something like that? Yeah, two and a half. Two and a half is a long time. 2.75. From <laughs> from, from when, you, when you first started to now, what's changed as far as your role? Like, and, and, and with you in your role, like, because obviously you're younger when you come in, so I always feel like you can grow with the company you're growing with. So what change, how have you changed and how have your role changed as well? Um... <clears throat> Me personally, um, I've met a lot of my individual goals with the company. Um, so even just the way I looked at employees or employment opportunities has definitely changed just by being in the role that I'm currently in. Some of the things like I definitely can speak like on my past jobs, I was not the best associate to have. Oh, um, I like that, man. <laughs> Clap it up for it. You know, I like that, man. What's up? Keep going. You know, sometimes you I feel like that. you grow. So, you know, there were some companies that I gave my all to. Um, and then there were times where I could say, well, gosh, I probably sucked as an associate. Like, what did my manager think about me? <laughs> Honestly, because I'm like, darn, I could see myself doing some of the same things that I see, like, the people that I work with now doing. I'm like, darn, that is me. <laughs> like, when I was in school, like. What you, what you do when you <laughs> see yourself in an in, in, in employee where you work at now? Like, what do you do? Like, do you. I honestly try to give them grace because I know when I first started working in college, it was just something to make money. I wasn't thinking about, you know, oh, well, this could be a career for me or I could move up. A lot of time when people come in, it's just a job. Right, right. Um, so giving them grace, but also letting them know to never try to build, build burn your bridges. Um, because although you may be working for that company now, I may be working for that company now. What if I go start my own company? And I say, oh, well, Jermaine, he was the, you know, he was good. I know he had something, he had more than a master's on the side. And I could definitely see myself partnering up with him. Um, And basically just seeing your characteristics and your traits. um, And maybe not always what you give to that company. Or what you see, how you see yourself evolving in that company. But just basically being a great employee. No, I definitely agree. Um, as far as like not burning bridges, because you never know what somebody's going to do outside of that. Right. Somebody's going to start something and they'll take you just based off some, something they seen you doing. Not right. work, but just something they seen you doing at that place. You know? Exactly. But then they also, you can kind of burn a bridge by doing something at that place. They're like, nah, they did this to me back in the day. Right. <laughs> so, so just, yeah. And it's not always about, like I said, not always about moving up within that particular company. Sometimes it's just about, oh, well, I want to try this. I want to try being on time for a year. Or I want to try putting hmm? myself out there. Oh, <laughs> no, my, my, my throat. <sighs> nah, Next question. Uh, nah, I love you, Jace. <laughs> back then, <laughs> we were talking about grace and grace periods and stuff like that. And the company I was working for at one time, they had this five-minute grace period. I didn't know if he knew it. That's all. Oh, just man. didn't know because <laughs> sometimes you call him, it's 45 minutes. Oh, I'm on the way, bro. It's no big deal. Oh, okay, crazy. cool. Um, Don't but, Yes. I love you, Jace. It's all good, bro. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but you brought up a good... I don't know if you got my notes, but... One of the questions I wanted to ask was, um, for someone looking to further their career in, in a company, what do you suggest? What, what do you suggest they do? Now, what I can say is, and I I say this, well, yeah, what time? Be good. I'm yeah, th- yeah, I all right. So I say this. Uh, you already reset it. Okay, cool. I say this. Um, I in the company I work for, I just advanced, and I was telling, I told Warren, I told people this. 
Jace. Jace, I'm sorry. Juanito. I'll be calling that. We used to call him. Um, I told people this. The, one of the main reasons was, was because of you. Like, you pushed to, to, for that, right? So, what, not for me, but like, what, what, how would you push for someone else, like, to further, further their career in that company? Or if you feel like they couldn't, like, how, how, do, you make, how do you have a kind of conversation with somebody that wants to further their career in a company, but you may feel like they're not ready yet? Um, I think a lot of time it's basically about what they, that person wants. Um, a lot of times, well, most of the time, a, um, a lot of people don't actually say it. Sometimes it's something that I see, um, and I'm like, wow. And then it'll like, kind of intrigue me to go have a conversation with them. Like, what are your goals here? Um, are you looking to move up? And just by the things that they'll see, you'll see like an average associate versus someone who actually wants to go somewhere with the company. They're two totally different people. It's nothing that they'll say. It's basically all, all about the way they carry themselves, um, the way they pay attention to certain things, the way they pay attention to detail. Um, and it's not basic. It's not even me. You know, it's basically what they put out there, right. what they do to get themselves promoted. Um, but having a difficult conversation with someone who wants to move up, basically just being honest. I think it starts with honesty. Um, and like I said, grace. So and that's very important in my role, because I think about the times where I've wanted to move up or I wanted to do something. And like I said, sometimes I wasn't the best associate to have. However, I never want to criticize that person or come across as someone who's trying to um, tell them something in a negative manner. So I think it's all about having building that relationship and that rapport with that person and letting them know like, hey, you know, you do really good in this and I can tell you want to move up, but maybe you can improve in X, Y, Z. Okay. Um, and just giving some of that positive feedback versus holding on to it. There's so many people that will hold on to it um, or because they're afraid of that person surpassing them or moving on to the next level. So they don't want it. They want to see you doing good, but never better than them. Uh, um, Instagram. Facts. Yep. I me, favorite one. <laughs> she on one. <laughs> what about somebody that you, you feel like they should move up or they do? They're not the average associate. They stand out. They go above and beyond. But um, they maybe don't get the job the first time or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you how you have that conversation with them? Like, they, they probably could be doing that position, but they're not doing it. And they want to, but the opportunity is not there yet. So how do you have that kind of conversation with that employee? Um, I feel like this is my favorite part. I'm definitely an encourager. Um, so Morale booster. That's you. That is me. 100%. Yeah, that is I, that is she, that is her. Okay, anywho. Yeah, I love to boost the morale. I love to encourage. I love to um, promote growth. If I see that there's something that you're working towards, I, de- I definitely want to be that person that's behind you, supporting you, telling you like, oh, you know, because I feel like we've all been in situations where we thought we deserved it and possibly got overlooked. Um, so sometimes in a lot of the times you think that no one else sees it. Mm. Um, so I definitely try to see it and go tell them like, Hey, I see that this is what you're working towards. Don't give up. It may not just, it just may not be the right time. So keep going hard, keep trying, stay motivated and keep listening to me because you know, I'm the neighborhood encourager. Neighborhood encourager. Uh, Ooh, I just gave myself a title. Neighborhood pusher. Uh, um, I, I, what I would say is I do wish that uh, the company we worked that you had worked there earlier. Because I remember one time I was I watched I move up a while back to be a DS at one point or something like that. And I didn't get it the first like two times. And like I, I always felt like Tell that the people person. What DS mean. 
DS? Yeah, they may not know. A supervisor? A manager? Supervisor. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Thank you, Jace. Guys, <laughs> it's a department supervisor. Um, and um, <laughs> the, the, the guys in charge of the time, like, I just felt like everything he was telling me was like BS. But in, in, in hindsight, it really wasn't. Like, it was, he really just trying to pick to get the best person for that position. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I just wasn't. Mm-hmm. And then I got it. I still don't feel like I was the best, but I, I think I grew into being what I should have been. And um, so I agree with you on that. Like, sometimes you think you're supposed to be somewhere mm-hmm. because of what you know of a particular area. Mm-hmm. But it, it takes more than just that to run that position. So Right. And sometimes I think when you look at opportunities, you look at one aspect of it. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I know I could do that. But maybe you were doing good in your career or, you know, area, but it wouldn't if you would have got promoted it would have started slacking with more than a masters right, or you right. would have never pushed this as hard or you know your time with your kids it just would not have you know everything wouldn't have been set up the way it was supposed to align you know you said something about grace and i think everybody need grace even if you like kind of just thinking on a position on a particular position or uh decision that was made or something like that because i also feel like if you want to go for i'm just using letters if you want to go to for position m is management or something like that right but you're doing you just handling money. Let's say you just handling money, right? And you feel like you should do the management position because somebody that's in management don't know money. Mm-hmm. But that person ain't getting paid to no money. They getting paid to no management. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like, just because you know one thing more than that person that got a broader, that person's job is way broader than just that. Mm-hmm. They don't need to know that. That's why they paying you to do that. Right. You see what I'm saying? But I think in in real time, you be thinking like, I know more than you, so I should be doing that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know more than you. I just know more about this than you. Right. But this is a very small piece of this whole puzzle. Exactly. You know? And I started to think about that, like, as time went on. So that always changed my perspective on, like, who I think should grow or shouldn't, you know, stuff like that. But when I was, definitely when I was younger, I was me. I was like, it's dumb. It's I feel, dumb. Like, right. Wow. And I feel like a lot of times people don't have those type of conversations. Um, I feel like everyone wants to say, like, oh, well, no, when I got the position, I, you know, when I applied, yeah. I got it. No one wants to tell the times where you got passed down or yeah. you were fired or, you know, they just overlooked you for no reason. And you felt like you were doing everything right. It's so imperative that we have those conversations, especially with one another, because you never know how that may encourage the next person. Right. Um, and I think sometimes when you move up the ladder, it's so imperative that you help the next person move up with you um because so many times people move up and forget the times that they got turned mm-hmm. down or the times right. that they needed encouragement or the times they needed a shoulder to cry on yeah so yeah i always say like every no ain't bad like some no's are just it make that yes better, better later on you right know? so um, that's how i look at it um and some no's aren't no's Explain Some nose are just a not right now. I got you. Okay, yeah. cool. Okay. I like that. Oh, it's a not right now. It's not really like a no. Now you're doing your thing. Hey, right, we're going to start. <laughs> you can hit that. Yeah. I know. Come on, let's go to it. We good? I, I want to make sure I got the whole time. I don't want to stop for this. Okay. All right, so what I want to do now, we're going to have this, uh, this kind of interview question kind of thing, right? I want... What I, what I wanted to do, I want to make stuff informative. So I want somebody to be able to see this. I'm breaking them into segments anyway. But I want somebody to be able to see this and watch it and feel like they take something from it. Even though I feel like we did do a lot that I didn't plan on talking about in the first half. Mm-hmm. So that was good. But I want somebody to watch this and be able to uh, use this later on. If I, if, even if I got to send it to somebody. Right. All right. Um, so with the interview style process, right, I want to talk about some do's and don'ts. Okay. All right, so some stuff can be repetitive because we talked about earlier, but right. and then also I want you to think of two questions right now because we're gonna ask Juan. I'm sorry, I love you, Jace. 
We're going to ask my guy <laughs> these questions, okay? Okay. And then we're going to determine whether those are good answers <laughs> or if he's not getting a job. Either, <laughs> either he hired <laughs> or we'll call you in three days, okay? <laughs> You'll receive an email. <laughs> You'll get an email. So we're going, uh, one of the first ones I want to I talk about is clo- clothing, like what to wear. So give me some do's and don'ts on what to wear interview side, in, to an interview. Okay. Um, definitely research the company. You definitely want to research the company. You don't want to, I always say this, you never want to show up to McDonald's in a three-piece suit um, just to be the fry cook. <laughs> I know that sounds pretty bad. Over, um, overdressing. Yeah. Gotcha. So you kind of want to read the room. However, I will also, it's kind of like a double-edged short. So I will say you don't want to overdress, but I would rather you overdress than underdress. Mm. Um, so definitely making sure that you uh, read the room. Certain environments, you know, khakis, a nice uh, collar shirt, and a belt is fine. Certain things you're going to need, maybe some slacks, button down, and a tie, briefcase, you know, just the proper accessories. With ladies, you may uh, want to do some slacks. I always tell women I like it better. I competed in interviewing in high school. So uh, one of the things that they always taught us, <laughs> it's crazy that I do interviews now for a living. I know, right? Right? Okay. So, yeah, one of the things that um, they taught us is basically a lot of time when women, women come in, they feel, um, if it's a guy sometimes, you have to know how to read the room, read the economy, and it's, maybe, it's better now because we've definitely progressed as women. Um, but a business suit, um, slacks. You don't want to do too many skirts, depending on the position, but definitely slacks, a nice shirt, nice blouse. Um, heels, you want to keep it to a minimum. So you don't want to wear your highest stilettos. Just a nice <laughs> little pump, um, a nice flat is fine. I know a lot of times when people come in and they're thinking like, oh, I'm really professional, I look really good. And the outfit could be like killer. Like it could be really good. Like it could be dressed, you know, assignment understood. However, Technically, it's really not understood because you're kind of <laughs> overdressed and you just look really cute, like maybe a cute church outfit, right, right. Um, but the heel is too high. So definitely read the room, research the company, know what you're applying for um, and know how they typically dress on a day to day basis when they're or when they're doing a conducting interviews. So, yeah. So um, let me ask you about a don't kind of give a lot of dudes like basketball shows would be a no. All right. White tee, flip flops, sandals. Yeah. I just see a lot. Of, You're right, lot of and that. I would say you know that would kind of be a given, but it's it's not a given anymore. And that 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 athlete was was spark all of this because I've seen it as a recurring thing like all the time. Mm-hmm. And this was, I mean, we blame COVID, but this was like kind of pr- a little before pre-COVID. I, I seen like the education system somewhere somehow. Yeah, it definitely that should definitely be a course. I definitely think so. I'm a hundred. I'm hundred percent agreeing with you. I think that you know a lot of. Best in the South, because like I, I went to school in New York, but then I came down here, and they had this thing called tech prep, and I, it sounds really good. Like, oh, okay, so if, if I want to go to college, I can go here and get a trade, da da da. Mm-hmm. But they don't really train you for that. They don't. You go in, there and you write definition down in the back of the book, <laughs> in them kind of class. I'm dead serious. Like you don't, you don't fix no car parts. You got automotive, and you just write down what the words mean. Right. And you get a vocab test, and mm-hmm. you pass the class. That's all it is, you know. So I do feel like they should take more consideration with doing things like a business. You got, I mean, you got, you got a little bit. You got FBLA. You That's got what DECA. I say. You have DECA. You have FBLA. That'd be like twenty students. It's a whole faculty. Well, see, <laughs> when I where I came from, I also feel like it's pretty much dependent upon where you go to school as well. Because when I were at my school, it was popular. So, but it was also a really good teacher. So, also, I would say the education system. It starts early on with having the right people, relatable people, um, in those type of classes or courses teaching those courses because you know i have miss i don't know miss pat 
who's 90. You know, I'm not <laughs> I'm not going to listen to Miss Pat because I'm like, Miss Pat right, doesn't right. really know. But if I have a Jermaine come in and tell me like, oh, you know, that ain't, yeah, I know you think you're killing it right now, but that's not how you dress for an interview. Um, I think it's better. Okay, I, I, I can see that. But I, I, I'm agree with you. I think that it got to be a class somewhere. If it's not, I mean, it ain't got to be actually in school. It could just be something that's going on. You got all these activists going on for all these different, you know, causes. That's a cause, you know. Right. Go know how to do it. Know how to do a tile. Know how to dress for the right, read the room, you know, all right. that kind of stuff. So I agree with you on there. Um, let's talk about body language in an interview. Mm. Um, answering the <laughs> question, actually. So just confidence. Like, mm-hmm. give me some do's and don'ts as far as, like, what you what you like or what you what you look at and what you notice that you don't like um when conducting an interview you definitely want body language you don't want to sit with your arms crossed um because that kind of shows that you're closed off well it shows that you're closed how am off. i sitting right now i'm good yeah you're pretty good okay, i'm pretty look, confident right now too so. you confident i'm very confident okay okay yeah. you look confident so Thank yeah you. that's good you got the job did you get the job? Yes. No, I'm not really feeling the pink hat with gotcha. the blue. Gotcha. That's all good. <laughs> Bad color coordination. Yeah. Didn't yeah, read the room. You know, did not read the room. Overdressed. But, you know, if you were, it depends on what you're looking for, too. So I will say that. Some areas, you know, you may be good. But for what you're doing right now, a podcast, you're looking for something relaxed. Oh, you still on my hat? You still on my hat? Huh? You still on my hat? Yeah, I was. Oh, okay. I was, still on, <laughs> I was still on reading the room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was still reading the room because even when it came to me coming to do the podcast, I was like, well, should I do something chill or should I kind of dress up? But then you also have to know who's your target audience. Right. I'm not looking to receive a job. I definitely want to help people who are looking for a job and may not know some of the things that we're going to talk about, which I do feel like a T-shirt and just some jeans is cool because I want to speak with speak to the younger generation, those who may not have had anyone tell them right. what to wear or how to sit. So, yeah. Body language, crossed arms. Um, you definitely don't want to cl- cross your legs. You just want to kind of cross your feet. I can't show them, but yeah, you'll cross your feet. I'm sitting on my feet right now. Yeah, I'm comfortable. Yeah. Do I look confident. Yeah, you got the job. You got the job? Yeah, you got the job. Hey, here we go. All right. How much y'all paying? No, I just want. But you do want to ask questions like that. Not that, that one, though, right? ask, That's a good one. That's a good one or a bad one? I mean, I wouldn't say it that way, but you definitely want to say, you know, what's starting salary? If they'd already didn't tell you, that is okay to ask. And I definitely just had this conversation um, probably about three days ago. Ask what you're getting paid. So I, I, and I, my, my research of that, I found it was people said no and people said yes. Like mm-hmm. some companies said don't do that. And then some companies said it's about how you ask it. Exactly. So you just don't want to come out and say like, well, how much y'all paying an hour? You know? Gotcha. You. But you definitely say, well, starting off um, in this role, um, what is your starting rate? So that way they can kind of get that conversation flowing. And a lot of times what happens is people want to ask it so bad. And then it bugs the person that is actually having to do the hiring process and like push you through. Because you don't call. You've called me, but you just left from doing the interview. And it's kind of like you wanted to know that whole Sound time. Personal. And you didn't <laughs> ask no, no. me <laughs> how much you were getting paid. I would have told you. Your face started twitching a little when you were talking about <laughs> Oh, my goodness. I'm thinking about right. work already. Hold on. I want to pause. All right. So Juan wants a job, apparently. So uh, I want you to ask him a question, and then he's gonna answer. And I want I want to know if that's a good answer or not. All right. Or if he hired or fired. We're gonna do two. So we're giving. He might get the first one. I don't know, but it's one now. We'll go back to this, and then we go back to him again. Okay. All right. So go ahead. It's your turn. All right. Thank you for meeting with me, Jace. So my next question is: um, Tell me something that you could improve in. Man. I don't know, man. I feel like I'm perfect in every 
area, like everything there is to do at this job, I've done it before at other jobs, and there's no area I can improve in. I don't think so. I think I'm pretty good. Confident. Very confident. Great. Yeah. Jermaine, did he get a job? I have to ask another question. We gotta see. Right now he's on the fence. I don't know. He's on the fence. Yeah, I I feel like the energy wasn't really there. Like he was very like, uh, it's kind of. I don't know. I have to ask him another question and find out. Chilling, man. It was a no for me. Yeah, see, I'm (laughs) chilling. You see, you see, I'm chilling, man. Like, we not here to chill. We here to work type vibe. You know. It was a no. I mean, I'm perfect, bro. Yeah, he basically said he was perfect. No flaws. I'm not human. I'm not human. I'm crazy. He was late for the interview. I mean, he definitely couldn't improve in time. I mean, oh my God, Grace. (laughs) Talking about a Grace. Come on, man. Wow. Oh, boy. This is a tough crowd. I I got... (laughs) (laughs) I got... um, One of my notes that says how to act, and it's this say stay poised. So you was poised. I mean, you poised, of course. But um, you know, you want do you do with somebody that's eager though? You want to feel like they want the job as well. You know, his answer was, it gave me different vibes. It was like it was confident, but also like if y'all ain't got me, I just get something else. Right. It was confident, but almost cocky. Ar- yeah, arrogant yeah. to it. To, yeah. So you definitely want to be confident, but like he said, not too arrogant. And next question yeah. to ask it with more love. Okay, get some more love in there. Oh, man. All right. I don't know what you got going on. Just, just <laughs> yeah. chill. Get gotcha. you, you want Did a bottle you of water? For this? No, we good. We good. Did you interview him? The Kenneth was the pool wasn't that great, yeah. man. People COVID. came with shorts on, and right. I had to just pick him. You know what yeah. I'm saying? No big deal. I understand. Pressure from the big company, you know, yeah. big higher ups. <laughs> just pick somebody. Yeah. <laughs> nah. Yo, that spot me. Nah, that quota. That's my guy, though. That's my guy. <laughs> um, I got some more highlights. So he mentioned being perfect, and in my notes that I seen, it says something about highlighting your accomplishments and highlighting good things mm-hmm. to kind of, I guess compensate for your weaknesses mm-hmm. so everybody gonna have them mm-hmm. so like, h- how do you feel about that like or what's your do's and don'ts on highlighting your I guess successes at your previous companies that you worked at right um so one of my favorite ones I guess I'll let this one out but I use this pretty much whatever interview I've ever done this has always been the one I've used and it's basically the same thing that I'm a perfectionist because who wouldn't want someone as a perfectionist working for that company Um, that's a good thing but it can also when they ask what is a negative thing that I'm a perfectionist because sometimes it'll get in my way. I think I'm in my head a lot. I'm overthinking some of the situations that, you know, it's kind of like, well, Destiny could have been done in five minutes. Well, it took me 10 because I was trying to make sure that it was right. Mm-hmm. Or I didn't want to ask for help because I knew that I could do it and I had it, you know, I want to do it a certain way. Mm-hmm. So definitely using things, um, you don't want to give it as a too negative. So, you know, like, oh yeah, I suck at coming to work on time. Yeah, you want to probably save that. Save that. <laughs> Let them figure it out. Um, <laughs> or improve in it. Um, but yeah, the perfectionist, that's a good one. Um, just also using think negatives that can also turn into a positive. So yeah. Um, talking about past employers, mm-hmm. um, how deep should, should you go in that? Like, or how should you talk about them? Should you be negative? Should you be positive? Like, should you, like it was all you and they were just dumb? Or like, how should you bring that up in your interview? Um, you definitely don't want to be negative, but you also want to be honest. Um, so if it was something where you needed to grow and needed to mature, let the people know, let your interviewer know that. Um, now if it was because you were just, you know, you were fired because you could never show up on time or you were caught stealing time, you may want to leave that off your resume. (laughs) Um, so just knowing how far to go. And I will always say, um, you never want to turn it into a negative standpoint because I have seen, um, 
people come in and do an interview and bash the company, like tell it all. And it's kind of like, well, geez, if we make you mad, are you going to go to the next interview and say what we right, did to you? Right. Or, you know, so you always want to be honest, but um, you never want to speak about them in a, in a negative manner. So, What about speaking about them as it pertains to the company you're interviewing for now? Like maybe bringing up positives that would show that you can work for that company that you're interviewing for. Definitely, definitely. Um, You definitely want to talk about your characteristics, some of the things that you had to do for the previous company. When you're looking at your job description for the current company that you're interviewing for, um, you definitely want to see, oh, well, this matches with what I did here. So knowing things about like that, um, looking at job descriptions, reviewing that, um, researching the company, seeing what they are looking for, will also help you know what to talk about with with your previous company. Gotcha. So always try to match it up that way. And I always say that's a good way to um, be positive with the previous company. So if you know you did XYZ here and they're looking for XYZ there, talk about it there. All right, it's your turn again. Uh, I want you to ask one other question. Oh, my gosh, I didn't think of one that fast. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Well, I can one? ask one. Yes, I can definitely do that. You got one? All right, Juan, uh, I love you, Jace. Juanito, tell me about a time where you exceeded – the expectations of your role for a customer. Okay. Mr. Perfect. I know he went above Dang. and beyond. No, he didn't. That's a great one. This should be every day. <laughs> every minute. Um, Don't rush to answer. You answer when you're ready, ready sir. Yeah. I was on a um, forklift, and it was a pallet that was very high. I was already working on, and I brought everything down and got off the forklift, went to go help the customer, and the customer needed like 30 bags of um, concrete. And I went and loaded up 30 bags for this customer, and then on the cart, paid for it, then went to the vehicle and loaded up inside their vehicle, pretty much, yeah. All right. expectations for the customer. So, does he have the job or? What do you, you think? You could be honest. You could be honest. You could be honest. Would you, would you honest. give him the job? So, it's my guy, right? It's my guy. He he got he got the job ready. But based on the answer, so let me tell you why. I, let me tell you why I wouldn't. So, the reason why, if it was up to me, because I asked him about exceeding. So yeah. everything he said just now was in the normal role. It was nothing like that was like extreme to me. Mm-hmm. But he, I mean, I get that you want to answer the question. That's why I always say like, take your time and then think about what they're asking you. Mm-hmm. Now, if he just said something like, okay, so. Um, I work somewhere different now. I don't work with y'all no more, right? So I work somewhere different now, right? So I had, it's this thing we got to do in a customer management. We got to, like, go call a customer. They give you a number, and you got to see what's wrong. And you got to try to fix it. You resolve the issue. So in doing that, she was telling me she got this little gate, and they supposed to deliver it. This is before I got there. They never delivered it. She just need one more gate. She don't have a delivery, blah, 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 blah. All right, cool. So I went to the machine, um, the register, I did a refund for the delivery, put it back on my car. There's a little gate, so I put it in my car, and as I was going home, I just dropped it off. I called and said, I'm coming and drop it off. This is real. This is for I'm not lying, you know. So I dropped it off to her. That, that's something I would say is exceeding, right. because I didn't have to do that. Exactly. I could have just said, all right, well, we deliver it to you Tuesday. Right. I ain't going to be there Tuesday. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But right. nah, I said, okay, let me go ahead and take care and make sure it's done. So, and this stuff, and the reason why I, I'm being, like, real transparent with that, because a lot of times when I'm interviewing now, I notice that even that answer is better than what I be hearing. That answer way better. Some answers not really good. Like I'll ask them, give give me a time when you did 
whatever. Mm-hmm. And they would say, oh, I did that all the time at Walmart. Yeah, man. All the customers, I always did that. Right. Give me one time. (laughs) One time, bro. And then it's almost like, yeah, as a cashier, I get what you're saying. Because it's like, if you come in as a cashier, like, oh, yeah, I took money from this lady because her card wasn't working. And I waited a long time and the line was long. But it's kind of like, that's what you're supposed to do. That's your job description. That's not going above and beyond. Um, Certain questions, though, I would also tell people, do mock interviews. Mm -hmm. That helps a lot. And most those are common questions. Like the questions that we ask, those right. are common questions. Mm-hmm. So nine times out of 10, they're going to ask you something similar to that. So I already have like take notes or, you know, things that you definitely want to mention. Um, I do say a lot of times people don't do that. They know it's something that should be done. Mm-hmm. But when interviewing and once you went on six interviews, you're pretty much, you're tired. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a full-time job looking for a job. We get mm-hmm. it. However, anytime that you're having, you have the opportunity to sell yourself, sell yourself. One thing I would say is, and this is what I did, my last one I did have, right? I wrote, I wrote, I wrote stuff down that I thought that would be good answers for whatever they asked me. So I wouldn't, for, I wouldn't, I wouldn't forget. Because sometimes when you're in that room and you, you know, it's on a line, you're like, damn. So you'll forget. Right. So I make sure I wrote stuff down so that I would just go to it. I'm like, okay, this is what I want to say. This is what I want to say. And then you go ahead and say it. But I also took notes of stuff they're asking me all. Because sometimes we have dialogue within that question. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is this is when you're doing our interviews or whatever it can be. But, you know, some interviews, even if 15, 20 minutes, you still want to kind of do that. Um, but I, I want to make it clear because it's not, it's not none of the notes. Nothing in this is going to tell you how to answer the questions. Right. But I, I think that being as, as detailed as possible is always important. And anybody, you know, because you record me all the time. If I'm telling you a story. I want, I want you to feel like you're there. Right. So when you, and I'm answering these questions, I want you to feel like you're there. And that's, that, I can't get no more detail than that. If I don't get it from there, then that's just on me. But, you know, um, the last thing I want to talk about interviewing is, though, is exiting. So, and I got this from you. One time we was talking, and you was like, you should always ask questions. At the end of the interview, always ask questions. Don't say, no, I ain't got nothing. Because just always ask questions. Because it might be a question you ask that might be better than your answers. Mm-hmm. The last thing you I had, I asked a question, and I ended up staying there for 30 extra minutes. Right. So I knew that was the right question. Right. Um, so that all goes into preparing for the interview. Um, <clears throat> and even just doing the job search, knowing what you're looking for. As I stated, they are looking to fill these roles. However, like we said, you're going to spend half of your time there in that you know, place of employment. So you also want to let them know, like, yeah, I'm selling myself, but you also are selling your company to me. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure that I've already come with some goals and some things, like, even if it's how fast, you know, can I move up here? Um, what it, what does the promotions look like here? All types of things of those natures you want to ask because they also have to, you know, you have to feed your family. You're going to provide for your family. So you want to look for stability in these companies. Um, you want to know what type of environment they have, how how do they uh, boost the morale? What type of celebrations they have? I actually had someone come in and um, sit in and do an orientation, and it kind of threw the leadership team off because she was like, well, how do you celebrate your associates? Mm. And everybody was just looking around, and I'm like, well, yeah. Y'all tell her how you celebrate your associates. <laughs> like, what do you show? What type of appreciation? But clearly that was something that was big to her. She yeah. wanted to be feel appreciated at work. Um, so if you have something um, that you are looking, you say, well, my next job, I want it to be this. Um, and I say keep a journal because sometimes when you're in your current jobs or your current roles, as we said, oh, well, we do, when we move up, I want to incorporate this or I'll always do this. 
when you go on your when you're currently in your job, take notes of those things, and that way, when you go into your interview, you can say, "Well, this is something that I'm currently looking for. Do you all have this here?" Mm-hmm. So that's always good. Now, I think that's probably the the best part. I like that, like the end of the interview, because the pressure's off you at that point. It's on them now, really. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Um, so use that time. Good you, punch. Oh wow! <laughs> Don't do that one time. Good oh punch. yeah, yeah. Def- definitely knock out. Definitely knock out. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. But, oh, I'm sorry. Juan is a funny guy. I mean, love, Jace, whatever. He's going by these days. He's just been calling him whatever. That's my god, man. He's been answering whatever, so, you know, it's okay. (laughs) But, uh, (laughs) he always says the credits. That's funny. But, um, nah, I definitely, um, appreciate, you know, the time that you gave me. Um, do you have any questions for, um, me? I feel like I'm in an interview now. Well, we wasn't interviewing the whole time. Always leave with questions. That's my guy. What right was there. that? Always leave with questions. That's my guy. Always leave with questions. Yeah, you hired. You got the job, bro. Right. You got the job. No, right. he did not. He, no, see, his answer was was horrible, but then at the end, <laughs> but because he used something Yo. against me that I had already hey, y'all, said, y'all, yes, that sir. was pretty good. That was yes, pretty good. Now I don't have any questions for you. Thank you for the opportunity to come and talk with you today. I enjoyed it. Definitely, really definitely. Good. You've been hearing from me in three days, okay? No. Check your email. No, I'm just playing. Um, oh, also do um, follow-ups, especially for, depending upon the role. I definitely want to say that. Follow-ups. Um, if I'm looking for a part-time job and I don't hear anything within two days, you know, maybe it wasn't something that I was just in desperate need to have. But say, I, you know, I'm looking for a promotion and, you know, I've applied for a role that I normally wouldn't even apply for, but I've taken the opportunity to go ahead and put myself out there. Yeah. Ask for a follow, send an email. Thank you for thanking them for the opportunity. Thank you for the opportunity of meeting with me. Look forward to hearing from you all. Um, you know, just to kind of put it out there, half of the time, most of the time now, it's generated. Like I said, emails. I just put it in the system. An email is generated. I'm done with it. Um, but if I receive that email or a phone call from someone saying, hi, I'm just wanting to check up on the role. I prefer emails, by the way. Um, a lot of people prefer emails. That's one thing that I have definitely learned in that role. Send an email. And have a, have a um, professional email, too. Definitely have a professional email. <laughs> Hot Sexy 93 is not what I want to respond to. And then especially, it's difficult for me to say it on the phone. Like, oh, you want me to send your background check to hotsexy93 at gmail.com. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely have a professional email. Um, keep Now I'm just going over a whole bunch of dudes. I like that. A professional up. email. You definitely want to have that. You also want to keep um, record of positions that you have applied for. If mm-hmm. I reach out to you saying, hi, you know, I'm calling on behalf of so-and-so, so-and-so. We would love to schedule an interview with you. It's kind of a slap in the face for you to turn around and say, like, oh, yeah, but what job is it now? Have a role, mm. you know, a running roster of what you've applied for. Don't just be out there applying and don't know, not keeping track of what you're doing. Because then it kind of shows me, well, maybe they're just applying for anything. They really don't care what we give them. Um, so definitely keep track of the positions that you apply for and just some mindful tips on it or the job description or whatever. I learned that um, coming out of college from my auntie. Hey, and Pam. But yeah. How she look? She's married. That's my question, did it? <laughs> no, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, bro, we're not about to do this nah, today. I'm playing. What's up, Pam? Oh, <laughs> uh, nah, it was dope though. I like. I think you did a good job too. Uh, I, I like this. What you think, Juan? Like, I know we didn't hire you and all that, but you know, we, I did hire you. She didn't. But what you think about like? What you think about this? You think this is informative? You learned anything? Yeah, I definitely learned a lot. Is what there you? anything that you think people should know? 
Um, you basically cover all bases. <laughs> really? Like, especially more. at the end, you added a lot more. Yeah, I think the end was yeah. like, yeah, it was, it was yeah. Definitely, all definitely bases. keep that. E- look at me going to reiterate. Yeah, <laughs> definitely keep that email professional. <laughs> keep those questions there. Need to, though. Yeah. Um, another thing is also look into the job description. Um, do several resumes, do several cover letters. That is very imperative as well. All resumes, it could be bomb. What's it a may cover not. Letter? So a cover letter is basically a letter, um, just something. It also it's a good source to show like a writing style. Um, a lot of companies are looking to see, depending on the position, can you actually type up an email? Mm. So that cover letter is showing them, hi, I'm professional. It's basically giving them a synopsis of what you have going on. So before I actually get you in an interview, it's telling me why I would want to interview and kind of giving me everything that you would tell me interview in an interview in a short probably like about three paragraphs, no more than three paragraphs, because if it's more than three paragraphs, I'll be honest, we are not going to read it all. I would say they'll probably start off, but they probably won't finish it. Um, your resume should also not be too long. We didn't, I didn't mention this to it. I should have said it. Might want to bring your resume. I, I know definitely bring a hard copy of your resume. That, yeah. Definitely, definitely bring a hard copy of your resume. Um, and it also is a good thing to um, have something to reference back to um, when referring to your previous roles and to know some of the things. Because, like you said, when you get in that room, the pressure is high. So you definitely want to be able to look down and reference back to your um, resume. I love bringing my resume. One time I interviewed, um, had interviewed like three interviews that, uh, that day, maybe four or five, and. It, Oh, was bad. Somebody, one guy had basketball shorts on. I knew I wouldn't listen to him. He said, "Look, you can't wild me. I'm sorry. There's no mm-hmm. way." And then it was some other people, and they didn't give answers. But this particular guy, he did curse in the interview, which I thought was wild. <laughs> but he was so confident, and and and, and I don't know. He just it was something about him. He didn't get the job. But <laughs> but no, no but, but listen, but listen. He he. I, I picked him though. I'm just saying who I picked. I can't say. Mm-hmm. It's, it's sometimes multiple multiple people get to pick. But I think that the part was that he had an interview. He had his um resume, but he was dressed up too. Mm-hmm. It was just for stocking job. He was always going to do stocking. But he mm-hmm. dressed up, had his had his resume, had a background in it, you know. And every every time he answered a question, he answered it fully. Like he went right. maybe great detail, but he went to detail. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Have a um, voicemail set up. Those are some dudes. Definitely have a voicemail set up. You definitely don't want to be looking for a job, and we've called you, and it says that your mailbox is full. Luckily, the day and age that we are currently in, we send a lot of text messages, but having a voicemail set up makes it so much easier because I could leave you that voicemail. You never know. That could be a job that you missed out on because you didn't want to set but up you know a voicemail. What, uh, I would say that we talk about COVID and how it, it changed things, right? And Phone interviews? No, nah, not that, but no. the texting because I had a, somebody just text me something and they had to go somewhere. But they, I seen the last message, I guess them telling him he got the job. And I'm like, why did they text that to him? I guess his phone might have, but, mm-hmm. might have been, but that's not professional to me. I don't know. It's always wild. But I know company has to change with the time. So exactly. like maybe especially, five years ago it wasn't, but now exactly, it is. Exactly. Especially for the people that we're catering to now. As you say, that Young, the younger generation yep. are mm-hmm. in there. They're not answering those phones, um, especially with the scam likely calls. Yeah, they got me. So definitely <laughs> going to put that out there. Um, so I find it best pra- practice to send text messages. Um, I'm pretty sure most people in my role or roles similar to me, they pretty much say, like a text message will definitely get the job done because people are more likely to respond to that text message than they are to call your number back. Mm-hmm. So I always like sending text messages if I can't get you on the phone. I I try the phone first though. Hey, can you imagine sending the wrong text to the person trying to get you a job? Oh, <laughs> that has actually happened. That yeah. has definitely happened. I can imagine it. But you know, I kind of just you know look over it and say like oh, I don't even respond because well, I know the drug test. It should be fine. Drug, you said they passed the drug Maybe test? Maybe they asked for, the, you know, something. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> you said, yeah. Because that brought me to my next thing. 
if you're looking for a job, let's try to stay away from the drugs. You know, I, I, I mean, I just feel, Jesus yeah, Christ. that's what I'm saying. Like, at least while you're in the process of looking for a job and trying to provide for your family, you have no idea how many people come in and say like, oh, well, yeah, I'm doing this, but I'm trying to provide for my family. So you want me to take your kids into consideration. However, you will not take your kids into <laughs> consideration and put the marijuana down for a month until you get into a job. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely, let's say no to drugs, at least until you get into that role. I would say yeah. no all the way, but, you know, to each its own. Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree with that. I don't, you know, I don't do drugs, so Me that's what's up. Yeah. But, yeah, man, this was dope, man. Um, I'm definitely, definitely happy that you finally came through. I know you're a busy woman, so I don't mind it taking six months. It was all good. You got the job. What's going on? That was not the way to end a interview, but oh no, you ended it wrong a long time ago. You didn't have no question for me. <laughs> COVID. All right, that we can still Ooh. catch it, but okay. Ooh. Well, you know, that's I don't know. I see a lot of people do that now, catch it for a especially while, like so coming good. into it. That you know they don't shake the hands. Elbow, yeah, they definitely the do the elbow now. It's kind of like COVID type thing. If they even come in person, because a lot of the phone interviews answer the phone in a proper manner as well. Your hair looks nice. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You like it? I like it. Oh, I hadn't seen you. That's right. Yeah, we don't work together no more. I know, Tier. He got promoted. All right. Uh, Morning Math Podcast, we out. This was great. This was very <laughs> great. Out. This was great. Let me see what Jace did the camera. <laughs> yeah. All right, we good? All right, back. Okay. Boom. Mm.